Hey, let's give the Lord another hand clap of praise. Amen. He is worthy tonight. I want to thank you guys for coming out tonight. I, I am, I am excited. I am ready to preach. We were talking about a little bit of different things on Wednesday night, how the DVD series was going and, and all that. How many of you got something out of guarding your heart? Guard your heart from out of it flow the issues of life, man. You know, and that's the thing. We, we want to, we want to be able to make sure that we're giving you what you need. We can give you the word, but you got to take it and do something with it. Amen. Amen. Um, last Wednesday night, I preached about life in Christ. Um, that was in Texas, right? Has it been a week? Um, been in Texas. And, um, you know, I just, there's just something been so stirring in me about life, about life, about life, about life, about life, about life. You know, I, I have a, a real concern with the, the Planned Parenthood issue. I have concern with now, you know, you know, science will continue to back up the word of God. And people are now realizing that a baby at consumption has feelings and emotions and those sort of things. And, and we're seeing some things really begin to change and shift in that area. And I'm, I'm very grateful for that. I, I'm very, very grateful to see not that what Planned Parenthood has gone through, but just the abortion issue itself. And, but I want also want to be very sensitive because I know some others that have had an abortion. And I know that have gone through and I know that there's still a psychological and emotional, sometimes trauma that, you know, and I just want to, I want to, I want to say this, not that you've gone through an abortion, but if you have, if you've got some other psychological or traumatic things that you've gone through and you're really struggling with, I want you to see Kelly. Um, she, she, she can help you with those different things. We've got a process for you to be able to get some help, whether it's Pastor Linda, whether it's Pastor Sean whether it's Pastor Kelly, there's some that are here that they, they, they want to be able to get you to be set free. So, you know, our, you know, God's plan is for us to always be free, always for us to be free, not for us to be held in bondage. So tonight I want to talk a little bit. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 17, and we are going to really get into the Word of God tonight. I want to talk a little bit about your plan or God's plan. How many of you know God's plan is freedom? Amen. Paul says, Paul puts it this way, he says, I have the freedom to do what I want to do, but sometimes what I do may not be good for me, you know. So we have that freedom. That doesn't mean that the grace of God is that you can just do whatever you want to do and there's no consequences because I'm here to tell you that when I mess up, when I do wrong, when I sin, when I fall short of his glory, there's consequences to those things. Can I get an amen to that? So we want to be able to talk a little bit about this has been stirring in me. And I, I, I began to start looking at the scriptures again today on it. And we talk about our plans, our plans. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to do this. And we talk about our plans. But what about God's plans? So I want us to take a look at something. I want us to begin to start. I think. This this could be a series for three or four different teachings. So tonight, what I'm going to do tonight is I'm going to give you guys some foundation to look at, and then we're going to break off, and we're going to go back, and we're going to sit in small groups so you can have a discussion. So I'm going to ask you to really kind of help discuss some of the things that we talk about here real quick, but hopefully in the next 25 minutes, we'll get you back there. We'll get some refreshments, and you'll be able to sit down at the different tables. So three, six, nine... The goose, not three, six, nine, 
10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26. So we've got, you know, maybe five per table or whatever. If we could do that, that would be great. Five or six, whatever that works out to be. First Kings chapter 17. Everybody there say, I'm there. Elijah predicts this drought. I want to first lay a precedence down that you have to understand what we're going to read. When we go through and we read about Elijah, that there was something on the horizon for God to use Elijah for. Okay? First Kings. Did I say first Samuel? Oh, second Kings. Sorry. It's uh, my mistake. Um, it's first Kings chapter 17. Um, I gave you the wrong slide. Um, so Elijah, he predicts this drought. But let, let me go through this, and then I want to start stop at a couple places, and then I want to sow something into you tonight. Uh, I'm just going to read along, starting at, um, gosh, this is the very first one, 17. First Kings 17. Now Elijah the Tishbite, who was with the settlers of Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives before whom I stand, surely there shall be neither neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. So here is Elijah saying to the king that it's not going to rain. It's actually three and a half years because he backs it up in in Luke, I think, where it talks about and reminds us of this, that it's not going to rain unless it be by my word. The word of the Lord came to him saying this. He came to Elijah. He says, go away from here and turn eastward and hide yourself by the brook Cherith, which is the east of Jordan. It shall be that you will drink of that brook. And I have commanded the ravens to provide for you there. So he went and he did according to the word of the Lord. He went and he lived by the brook of Cherith, which is east of Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat. I'm at verse six. In the evening, and he would drink from the brook. Excuse me. In the morning, and then bread and meat in the evening, and then he would drink from the brook. Verse 7. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up, because there was no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath. The word Zarephath, let me park there just a minute. This word Zarephath literally means refinement say refinement so God is fixing to refine Elijah for something are you with me every word that's in there there has a meaning and a purpose to those words they just didn't put them in there you know God didn't breathe them in and bring this forth without it having a purpose and a mean and a meaning so Zarephath means refinement or a place of refinement now knowing that let's step back into the to the to the scripture the word of the lord came to him saying arise and go to zarephath which belongs to sidon and stay there behold i have commanded a widow there to provide for you so he arose and he went to zarephath and it means what a plate let's say this a place of refinement it means what a place of refinement God is saying, here, I want you to go to this place of refinement. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, there was a widow there gathering sticks. And he called to her and he said, please get me a little water in a jar that I may drink. Okay, look at me real quick. Wasn't there a drought? Water was scarce. 
So do you think that, you know, it's one thing if, if there's plenty of water, if it's raining, and Amber comes in and says, can I get a bottle of water? I'm like, no problem. I'm not even thinking anything of it, right? But it's another thing if water is scarce, and the, and the man of God turns to her and says, give me a glass of water. I need something to drink. See, that is something that was possible even in the drought times. But God is fixing to bring in something that's impossible. And let's take a look at it. Because here's the deal. If you start doing something that's possible, God will begin to drop something in your spirit, in your life, that's impossible. That is impossible for you to do. But how many of you know, with God, all things are possible. So we see something that's possible to get him a glass of water. And now let's take a look at some of the impossible things that take place. Verse 11, everybody there say, I'm there. And she was going to get it. He called her and said, please bring me a piece of bread in your hand. But here's what she said. As the Lord your God lives, I have no bread only a handful of flour in the bowl and a little oil in the jar. And behold, I am gathering a few sticks that I may go and prepare for me and my son and we may eat it and die. They may eat it and die. That was her vision. What a vision for life. I'm going to eat it and I'm going to die. It goes on in verse 13. It says, and Elijah said to her, do not fear. That's a word for somebody tonight. Do not fear. Do not fear. Elijah must have had his countenance to a place where he brought peace in her life for that moment. Because he goes on and he says, do not fear. Go do as you have said. Excuse me. Do as you have said. But make me a little bread and cake from it first. Bring it out to me. And afterward you, were met, you may make one for yourself and for your son. And he goes on in verse 14. It says, thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bowl of flour shall not be exhausted. Y'all getting that? The bowl, the bowl of flour, it's not going to run out. And he goes on and he says, Nor shall the jar, jar of oil be empty until the day that the Lord sends rain on the face of the earth. So she went and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and he and her household ate for many days. And verse 16 says, The bowl of flour was not exhausted nor did the jar of oil become empty, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke through Elijah. Okay, look at me real quick. You guys have an understanding of this scripture. I want to go a little bit deeper tonight. I want to talk a little bit more about that tonight. Because in a time of famine, there's not too many people wanting to give away food. In a time of famine, what do we normally do? I hoard it. I'm only going to have enough for my family, so I can't go give surely any. So in a time of famine, we, we hold that food. So how ridiculous did this seem to her? 
Give me some water. Okay, I, I think I can do that. But now, oh, by the way, why don't you give me get, get, get some 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 bread? I need some bread also. And she's like, I just got a little bit of flour that's left. I got a little bit of oil that's left. And my vision is, my plan is to cook it. The stick she was getting was for the fire, obviously, to cook it and feed it to her son. And that's their last meal, and they're going to die. What was God's plan? What was God's plan? Because a lot of times we have our plan. But God also has a plan. I think about the scripture in Isaiah 55, 9. He says, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And you could meditate on that and you could think about that. So are my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So it's really about choices. My ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. It's really about making choices. She could make a choice to do this for the man of God, or she could choose not to. It was basically her choice. Wow. Because God's plan is always to move us from one level to the next level. Oh, come on. Are you hearing me tonight? God's plan is not about pushing you down to the bottom to see if you'll rise up to the top like a bobber. Do you know what I mean? God's wanting to bring us from one level to another. Do you know? You may not realize. You remember the battle that Elijah had with the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel? This was just before that battle. Mm, that, the Holy Ghost on that one. I, I got my goosebumps on my arms. Before that big battle is what I'm telling you. God was preparing something with Elijah. And he was using this woman, this single woman that was a widow that really probably didn't have too many options. She was a woman to feed him. Now, God didn't have to use this woman to feed Elijah because we see in verse 6 that he brought the raven to feed him. So some people are like, well, you know, God just used her to feed him. No, God was trying to get something through her. Oh, come on, somebody. God was trying to get something through her. So as we begin to look at this, and we see that in verse 6, he used the ravens to feed Elijah. So how is it that God took, can I say it this way? God took a woman. He got a person that was involved that was broke. Say broke. She was busted. Say busted. She was disgusted. Say disgusted. She's broke, busted, and disgusted. You guys have heard me say that. She's broke, busted, and disgusted. How do I know that? Because her vision, her plan, was to feed her son and die. There was no vision. There was no plan that was there. There was, She had little food. She had a little hope. She had a little plan. Her plan was to go nowhere, to do nothing. Her plan was to just finish out. Just let me just... Just let me just feed my kids and my son and and I'll die. But see, God was about ready to take her life to a different level. He's ready to take your life to a different level. And sometimes you may be going through something and God's asking something of you. Or the man of God is asking something of you. And you're like, you know, I don't know. Well, just understand this. There's another level that God wants you to get to. Another level that God wants you to get to. 
God was about ready to take her life to another level. But in order to take her life to another level, he had to come in with his plan and not her plan. How many of her plan was dead? It was going nowhere. Literally, physically dead. It was going nowhere. Elijah's plan, we aren't really sure what Elijah's plan was. He was trying to hear from the Lord and do what God wanted him to do. But if he knew that he was going to have an altercation with the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel, he might have stayed at the brook. (laughs) So God drives up the brook and says, look, you better move on along because I'm beginning to prepare you for something. It's not your plan, Elijah. It's my plan that's coming forth. Say God's plan. Turn to your neighbor and say God's plan. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's going to carry it out. He's going to carry out your plan. He's going to carry out his plan. It's got to be God's plan. It's got to be God's plan. He had a plan for her, although she didn't realize what she was doing, except for by obedience following that plan. I woke up early a few days ago. It was Sunday, Saturday, Saturday, early Sunday morning. I woke up. Early in the morning, early in the morning, I woke up and I was like, what did I get out of Africa? It's great to have the people saved. One of the things that the Lord spoke to me is that, did you see a people that were obedient? And I was like, yes. Obedient. Obedient to serve the Lord. Obedient to read the word. Obedient to Adhere to what God says in his word. If God says give, they give. If he says serve, we serve. If he says love, they love. If they forgive, they forgive. If they have joy, they have joy. You know, I mean, they were obedient to just to just praise God. When they praised God, they just praised God. I mean, they praised God. And they were they were obedient to to praise God. And God has a plan for them, just like he has a plan for us. And God wants to move us to another level. God wants to take us to another place. He wants to bring increase in our life. Well, Pastor, don't you understand? The economy's bad. Things are difficult. We're hearing, we're hearing things out there of how bad it is. But I'm here to tell you, in the midst of a, of a famine for three and a half years, God began to provide and He's gonna continue to provide. Even in the midst of that, He's gonna provide. Can I get an amen? He's gonna provide. He's setting us up to get us to another level. We just can't see it. We can't see it. We can't see it. We can't see it. It's got to be his plan and not our plan. What areas in our life do we say, God, it's our plan. It's our plan and God, you just bless my plan. You just bless my plan. I'm, here's my plan. I'm going to do this and this and this and God, you, why don't you just bless my plan? What about if we get to a plan and then we go no farther? Maybe you're like the woman that had a plan where she was going no farther. Some of us have let those plans die. The dreams that we've had in the past, the things that we've dreamt about, the things that God has spoken into our heart, we've just let them go. Or we've come to the place where we said, I don't know about the economy. It's all done now. There's no way I can do anything, God. But we need to take what we have and begin to walk forward with the things of God. We've got to take the bread and the flour and we've got to make some oil and get some oil. We've got to make some bread. We've got to do the things that we have with what we have. Can I get an amen? We're trying to begin to do something. We look at the plan. If you looked at your life, can you see where maybe God wanted to lift you to a certain place? 
And maybe our plan was, you know, I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. But God is beginning to now refuel us and begin to bring us to a place that our plans are just our plans. But he wants to bring us to a place where I want God's plans. I want God's plans. Well, God, I've been praying. I've been fasting. I've been reading the word of God. You guys have been coming on Wednesday nights. Faithful. I'm here to tell you, don't quit. Don't give up. Because a lot of people are like, oh, I'm just going to do my plan. You want God's plans or you want your plans? You can have your plans, and God's given us a choice to be able to have those plans. But I'm surprised at how many people just still believe that, you know, I just have my plan and I don't even worry about what God's plan is. And there's a lot of people out there that are just like, I'm just going to do what I want to do and ask God to bless it. And it's not God's plan. But I want to be able to have what God's plan is for my life. Elijah was saying to this woman, you can keep your plan, but here's another plan. Here's God's plan. And what happened to the oil? What happened to the flower? It continued. It didn't run out. It didn't run out. It didn't run out. It didn't run out. And we can read later, and maybe you should read the rest of 17 before Sunday, because I'm probably going to be talking a little bit about the next story that's after this one in the Word of God. What I'm saying is that we can have our plans. We can have our plans at Living Word Fellowship Church, and it be my plan. I don't want my plan. I want God's plan. Maybe we've gotten sideways. Maybe we've gotten veered off path, but it's time for us to get back on path. I'm just saying it's got to be God's plan. It's got to be God's plan. We've got to have God's plan. It's got to be about God's plan. I can keep my alabaster box, but I'll never get what God has for me until I break it. Selah. I can keep my plan. But until we take that alabaster box and break it and the aroma of the perfume. This was talking about this situation in Matthew. It's in Matthew 26 where the woman came and broke the alabaster box and anointed Jesus. You know, the scripture says that she'll be talked about forever. And we're talking about her today in 2015. I don't want to protect the box anymore. I want God's plan. I want, I want to see what happens when we break it. I want to see what happens when we say, okay, there's people that need healing. There are people that need deliverance. There's people that need to be set free. But God's not going to make us break it. He's not going to make us break it. He may ask us to give it up. He may ask us to break it. And until we break it, we won't get closer to Him. Until we break it, we won't get closer to Him. Just keep that in mind. God basically operates on the principle of this. I will if you will. I will if you will. I will if you will. Look at the principle of Elijah and the woman. If you will, I will. You'll make me something to eat. You'll give me some water. Give me some bread. Guess what will happen? 
Your flower's not going to run out. Your oil's not going to run out. That's the word of the Lord. And she believed in the word of the Lord because the scripture said that she said he was alive. She knew the word of the Lord. She knew that God was alive. And we, she knew that in the midst of that famine, in the midst of that difficult time, in the midst of that difficult place, the word of the Lord is still alive. And I'm here to tell you today that the woman at Zarephath, she had to let that go. She began to had to step into what God has for you. We got to let some things go in order to step into what God has for us. And there's some that it may come down to saying, you know what? I, I, I can't be wise if I keep walking with the fools. If I'm going to be wise, I got to walk with the wise. If I'm going to be foolish and I just hang out with the fools, you know what? What was one message or something was? You can't fly with the eagles if you're running with the turkeys. Amen. I can't get out of debt if I continue to spend. Hello. I can't serve God. If it's all about my career, you can serve God in your career. Let me straighten that out. You can serve God right where you're at. No, it's separation of church and state. I can't say anything about Jesus. Yeah, yeah, you can. There's ways to do that. Are you with me? Come on. I can serve God through my career. I can serve God through being a papa. I can serve God through being a pastor. I can serve God through being a hog farmer. I can serve God through being dealing with real estate. I can I can serve God wherever I'm at doing what I'm doing. But it's got to be about his plan and not our plan. So your plan or God's plan? He gives us a choice. You can have your plan if you want it. You can have your plan. You can have your plan if you want it. But I want God's plan. So tonight we're gonna, I'm gonna pray just a moment and then I'm gonna, we're gonna go ahead and dismiss. I, I did up a worksheet tonight, just kind of a, some pointers for you, if you will. Somebody at the tables begin to lead and then let's go through and let's talk about your plans and God's plans. Let's talk about those things. Let's talk about those things because a lot of us, a lot of us have made plans and they've not been successful. Amen? But God's wanting to get us to another level. Just like he did the woman. When she's obedient, then God will take that and promote her. I look at it with Elijah. He was getting Elijah prepared for the battle. Are you with me? He was getting Elijah prepared for the battle. There had to have been a little discomfort. He was taking care of Elijah and said, look, I'm not going to give you the raven anymore. This woman's going to feed you. So he was working on both things. In the midst of what you're going, what you're going through, know that God's in the middle of working on something. Romans eight twenty eight says He's working everything out for your good. Don't you think He was working something out for this lady's good? Don't you think He was working something out for Elijah's good? But a lot of times we don't see God's plan; we just see ours. Let me pray before as we dismiss. Go to the fellowship hall, Father. Tonight, I thank you that you're stirring up within us your plans and your purposes, your dreams. I thank you, Father, that you are releasing tonight us to begin to dream again, to maybe talk about the plans that you've given us many years ago or talk about the plans that you've put in our heart many years ago or even just a few years ago or maybe even tonight. 
that things are being stirred back up tonight. And that, Lord, as we get together as little small group teams and we're able to talk about these things, that they will ignite fire, that iron sharpens iron. But we pray that there is an ignition that's going to take place, that it's going to be you, God, and that you'll be involved in all that we're talking about tonight. I pray a blessing over all of us. Bless the time that we have to eat, fellowship together in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Okay, you guys go back, head back to the fellowship hall, grab you something to eat, refreshment or whatever. Grab a table. There is those questions that are on the table. Let's get into those tonight, and let's really dig something out tonight. Bless you. Thank you, guys.